Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Thrilled that you're with me. Let's dive right in. I want to talk to you uh, in a way that I trust will be encouraging to you about the current state of the economy. Obviously, we've taken a hit. Obviously, COVID-19 has caused tremendous shutdowns and uh, legally mandated shutdowns and loss of markets. And so we're hurting. Uh, we're down. Every industry is suffering. Uh, it's not going to come back immediately like we perhaps had hoped because, of course, many of the restrictions keep businesses from opening up fully. So it's a difficult time. And some of you listening right now, you may have been furloughed or you may have lost your job permanently or you may be on unemployment. And of course, I care deeply about that. We care about that. We want to see you back and strong and vibrant as soon as you can. And I'm sorry for what you're going through. But what we do in our society is when there is an economic downturn, even of a relatively minor type, we start to talk about the fact that it's either worse than the Great Depression or equal to the Great Depression or slightly less than the Great Depression. We use the Great Depression as our referent. We use it as our metaphor. And the fact is that we don't know a lot about the Great Depression. We don't teach economics these days very much. Um, and so the average person who got an average you know, high school or college degree doesn't know much about the Great Depression. So my point is not to rebuke us for our lack of knowledge. My point is to say uh, that, that by using that as our metaphor, we don't fully understand it. It can actually inspire fear. It can make us uh, cause us to make unwise uh, decisions economically. And so I'd like to lay just a few things out that I think ultimately will be an encouragement to you. During the Great Depression, what went wrong was not a singular event like we have now. The economy had some sicknesses. It had some diseases. Um, there was overspeculation on Wall Street. Ridiculous overspeculation. Overspeculation means that properties, stocks, uh, basically uh, companies had been uh, horribly over-evaluated. Their price, their value was horribly inflated, so to speak. Um, so let me use a silly illustration. You, a Stephen Mansfield book costs about 20 bucks on average. Um, but suppose someone says, oh no, it's worth much more. It's worth $100. It's worth $150. And people buy into owning parts of, a book, of one of my books, um, assuming that that's the accurate price. Well, it's really only worth maybe 20 bucks. In fact, if you're buying on Amazon, it may be worth 12 bucks. So my point is that now suddenly people are owning a piece of nothing. They're owning a piece of someone's overheated speculation. So there was horrible overspeculation on Wall Street. People were buying uh, a Stephen Mansfield book for $200 when in fact it was only worth maybe 12, you know, on a, on a realistic market. And so people were owning air. They were owning nothing. They were owning speculation. They were owning somebody's wrong-headed evalu uh, evaluation of, the, of that property. And so that was true of companies. It was true of futures. It was true of all the things that, that stock market, the stock market trades. So that's what caused a lot of the problem. That's what causes the, you know, caused the Black Tuesday. That's what caused uh, the, the, the collapse, as they say, of the stock market is that it was overinflated. The other thing that was going on uh, was that we had horrible tariffs. Tariffs are the uh, prices we charge for people to bring their their uh, imports into the country. So there was a law, called a famous law called Smoot-Hartley, and uh, it put 
horribly high tariffs on 20,000 different products, 20,000 different goods that people might want to import into the world, into our country. So we were jacking up the prices of the things that we needed. Imagine going to Walmart, for example, and everything in there has been imported from overseas. And there's been a, I don't know, a 20% uh, tariff put on that, uh, those, those goods. Well, you're going to pay a whole lot more money. And uh, you're going to, you're just going to be, it's, it's just going to cause poverty. It's going to cause problems. And it's also going to perhaps artificially prop up domestic uh, industries and, 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 and domestic production of things that then also isn't good for the economy because perhaps we're not able to produce some of the things that we're going to be imported or perhaps we don't import them as make them as well in this country or what have you. So, you had overspeculation on Wall Street. You had you had this law that dramatically increased uh, the tariffs we were charging on goods coming in, imports. Um, and, and then there were other things like that. And by the way, bear in mind, this was a time when we didn't have any of the safeguards. Uh, you, you didn't necessarily have a guarantee for a man. You didn't have unemployment insurance. You didn't have medical insurance. You didn't have the helps and the safety nets and the mechanisms. Uh, and, and you didn't have the, the, the Fed uh, with certain mechanisms that would kick in or, or some of the things that we now have, some of the things you've seen in the last year in the American economy, where automatically things things happen, where interest rates can be adjusted, where people, you know, Bev and I, uh, like everybody else in America, got got checks uh, from the U.S. government on the assumption that we needed to help financially. And I'm, just, I'm not making that a matter of pride. I'm just saying we would have been happy for that not to be, have been given. Uh, but everybody in America, millionaires, multimillionaires or not, as far as I know, unless there was some mechanism for stopping it in advance I didn't know about, uh, got these, got the checks that, that we all now know that are so famous. And so those mechanisms were not in place. Even if we, if we don't consider them wise now, or we wish that they hadn't done it now, the fact is there was nothing in place at all then. So if you fell, if you fell out of the economy, if you lost your job, if the economy crashed, then you were in a breadline. You were, you know, a hobo. You were working six jobs to make pennies. Uh, you were all the images that we see in the movies and all the images that you've certainly seen in the books that you've read about the Great Depression or, you know, your high school American history textbooks. So the economy was sick. That's what I want you to understand. It was fundamentally flawed. Uh, it had not been, uh, we believe in a free market economy. We also believe that there ought to be level playing fields. And we also believe that there ought to be certain degrees of safety nets. And we also believe the government uh, should make sure there's a level playing field and that there's a, a fundamental fairness in the market. That was not the case. And then of course you had all these other sicknesses that I've described. Now, the reason that referring to the Great Depression in terms of uh, what we're dealing with today is so flawed is that what happened in our time is you had a very vibrant economy and you voluntarily shut it down. It wasn't fundamentally sick. It wasn't fundamentally flawed. It was on fire. It was doing well. Uh, I think there was a little bit of overspeculation, but nowhere near what they were dealing with in 1929. And it would have there would have been a natural correction. Um, and so... What's going to happen now is that while we're not going to flip a switch and have it roar back into uh, health like it was before, you're not talking about fundamental flaws in the market. You're not talking about uh, a lack of demand. You're not lock talking about a lack of mechanisms. You're talking about a market that function. It's like you went into a farmer's market in a rural town and you said, shut this down for two weeks. Well, people wouldn't make money. People wouldn't get the goods and services that they needed. But when you brought it back on, there'd still be farms. There'd still be tractors. There'd still be tables. There'd still be money being exchanged. So 
we're not going to flip a switch and roar back to where we were before all this began. Let's let's just pick a date out of a hat, January 15th, let's say. But I want you to be encouraged by the fact that the analogy of the Great Depression is deeply flawed. The fact is we had a vibrant economy and already... I don't want us to go too far with this, but already we are seeing the numbers surprise the experts. Already we're seeing as the economy turns back on, uh, as people, as certain states, certain governors, certain mayors begin to remove restrictions, uh, already we're seeing the economy come back. Unemployment numbers are already lower than we expected. Certain industries are beginning to rise. Uh, some companies are making record profits because they happen to fit the needs of the market in this era. So, I don't want you to think that we're heading towards the Great Depression. To think that we're going to be doing some kind of 1929 march to the late 30s is pretty crazy. Um, I'm not going to make estimates about exactly when everything is going to be back to normal. Uh, it might not be 100% back to normal, but it's going to be in the 90th percentile. And when will that happen? Well, that depends on when uh, we, the, we feel like the health of the country uh, is served and not going to be damaged by... Um, the, the restrictions. And so we begin to lift restrictions. As I record this right now, I'm sitting in Nashville, Tennessee. There are restrictions in the county I'm in called Davidson County, but just south of me, where a lot of my friends live in places called Franklin and Brentwood, which are basically suburbs of Nashville, um, there are no restrictions or hardly at all in Williamson County. Wide open. Uh, yeah, you go in a restaurant and a waiter's wearing a mask, but other than that, you wouldn't know there was anything different. You're not required, required to wear a mask. The restaurants are relatively full. Um, people are on the streets. Malls are opening up. Services are returning. People are getting their hair cut. Finally, that's the thing you hear a lot here in Nashville because, of course, it's a place of you know style and stage work. Music's beginning to come back. Recordings are happening, etc. So uh, I'm not saying Nashville or, to, or that Tennessee is Shangri-La. I'm simply saying that because we had such a low infection rate and such a very low death rate um, that it was it made sense to come back. Uh, and only in uh, the county that Nashville is in has the mayor been, quite frankly, a little bit too restrictive given the numbers. And we're still waiting for that to open up, but it's coming. So be encouraged. You are not about to live through the Great Depression. You are about to live uh, through a, a relatively slow, perhaps slower than it needs to be, turning back on, so to speak, of the economy. Uh, an economy that was vibrant and alive and now is backlogged and is waiting to begin to soar again. And this is going to be the case globally as well. Now, some industries, some companies, some restaurants, some businesses are not going to make it because they couldn't survive a shutdown for two or three months. And that's a tragedy. Uh, I'm not sure how accurate it was. The other day online, I saw a list of the restaurants of the businesses that we all know and love that may not make it. It would be really sad if that was the case. And that's not just because I want my certain hamburger or my certain piece of salmon at my favorite place. It's not about that. It's about it would be sad if the country lost those businesses. But the main point to make, the main thing I want to keep you in mind, have you keep in mind, is the Great Depression was a time of, of economic sickness that we eventually learned how to tame. I think that's probably the best way to say it. 
And then, of course, I think we all know that the war pretty much is what brought the country completely out of the Depression. And after 1945, we began to really thrive and soar um, with, it, with an economic surge. England did not have the same thing and suffered through real hardship immediately after World War II. So that was the progression there. The progression now is one of voluntary government-mandated shutdown of an otherwise vibrant economy, and it will come back. It will come back about as fast as we let it, although there will be losses along the way. So look at the industry you're in. Look at what you do. Look at the multiple income streams you have in your life. Tailor them to fit if you can. Um, the, the needs of the current market, people are going to be staying home more. Um, right now, if I could own a whole bunch of, um, you know, obviously online media and own a whole bunch of home remodel repair uh, kinds of companies, I mean, I just think that Lowe's and other places like that, Home Depot, are just going to soar. Uh, and we already know that Amazon is soaring because nobody yet fully trusts going to the mall. So they're on fire right now. And, and publishing is going to be on fire and book deliveries and all of these kinds of things. But we will not live through the Great Depression. It would be far better than that. Prepare yourself for it. Be encouraged. We will get through this. And good times at some level, perhaps not exactly what we had on January 15th, but at some level, are returning. I predict that by Christmas, we are all saying thanks to God that we are relatively back to normal. So there, I've made a prediction I told you I wouldn't make, but I'm doing it to encourage you. Hang in there. We're going to make it. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.